Everybody listening to the Fairweather Podcast, your boy 2K Suave. I'm here with my dog A Rod. And then uh we have a uh, special, 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 special guest today, Mr. Giovanni Oponte, Coach Gio. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. We're talking about the NFC West, which my team is there. So it's gonna be some great conversations. You got a lot of teams, man, like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you know, my teams don't stay, you know. I'm from New York originally, but my team just don't stay in though so i got the rams uh the georgia bulldogs the spurs the seattle manners so my teams are all over the place yeah you just you just random yeah well, you, welcome to the show man we, we, we appreciate having you oh yeah a is here how you doing <laughs> it's like an ongoing theme i just get skipped <laughs> on my show so uh thanks for coming on Gio. really appreciate it man uh uh, I told KK he's got to do some homework and bring some of his people that he knows out there. So glad, glad to have you. Um, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, so we give the lay down of what we're going to go over on the show. Obviously, we have a special guest today. We have Gio. Um, we'll get some questions in on him, get to know him a little bit better as our guest on the show. And then, like we've been saying all week, we're going to run down uh, different divisions. So we're going on the West Coast. We'll do AFC and NFC West Coast, uh, and then for fun segment at the end of the show sorry nick we're not doing where do you go to college we're going to do a segment of our favorite touchdown sacks etc celebrations in the nfl so if there's you don't know fun league number just whatever <laughs> one of nfl man yeah the, the no fun league uh we're trying to have some fun with it so we'll go run that down but um yeah kk take it away uh introduce your guests to the show and let's go your boy so you know geo man we you know we we rep we rep well we met in Kissimmee, Florida, Gateway High School, uh, 407. The pride of Gateway High School. The pride. Uh, uh, class of what, 08? Right? Yeah, man, it's been a long time, Kate. It's been a while, it's been a while. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, we've both been on this path for a little while. Uh, you know, he, he he swears he knows more than me and he could talk sports better than hey, me. Hey, that, that, that conversation is so old, man. That was I like, know. What, I'm just, 2010, it's a, man. It's an ongoing conversation that we used to have before, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, we we've kept it going this long. Uh, he's got his 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 thing that he's doing uh, with Rudy, right? That's his name. Yes, with uh, Rudy Campo Jr. of Sweep the League. Yeah. Sweep the League. Yo, plug it, plug your yeah, podcast plug, real quick. Uh, plug your show. So the Sweep the League podcast. So we meet about every Wednesday. We talk about fantasy football, NFL, what's going on in the NBA, a little baseball from time to time, but for the most part, every Wednesday at uh, seven o'clock. Wait. Seven o'clock Central Time. There we go. Yeah, so, Central uh, now. You in Chicago yeah. now, right? Yeah, man. I'm in Chicago. Yeah, I, I moved about a year and some change. How you liking it out there? It's a good city, man. Like what you see on the news, like yeah, is is right. But I mean, it's a really good city. Got great people, good food, and uh, just some pretty good atmosphere. But the cold does kind of damper, and we're getting ready for that in the next few months. Exactly. You you South Side, North Side. East side, west side, I don't know how I'm on know. the north side, man. I, okay. I don't really stick on the south side. It's a little bit too dangerous for me. I'm just <laughs> down there. We'll go to the south side late at night and walk down those streets. Man. No, no, man. So, like, there's crime everywhere, but for sure, south side, you won't be catching me unless I go it's get some it. tacos, man. The best tacos are always in the hood, and Chicago's no different. Of course, of course. Yeah. I went to Chicago uh, one, no, once. Well, 
when I was a kid, I went a couple of times. I used to live in Detroit. Uh, but in my adult life, I went once and I got pulled over and uh, they made me get out the car and they searched me all this stuff. Yeah, well, what a hell of a trip, Kay. I, I fit some description, but uh, it wasn't me. I promise you that it was not me. But uh, that's exactly. good, man. I, I, that's what it was. Man. <laughs> but you get getting cultured out there. Uh, but yeah, we used, me and Gia used to play football back in uh, high school for coach. Yeah, man. Coach Butch Caldwell, good old Butch, man. That that guy's a a, a classic, man. He had so many sayings, and you kind of think about it like that. Some of the stuff he said was probably right. Some of the stuff was a bit far fetched, but just real yeah. southern. Yeah. Oh yeah, real southern. I assume he's from Alabama. Yeah. He always had an Alabama cup. So yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He was roll tight. He was probably roll tight all day. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's dope. That's dope. Let's um let's get to know our our guest, man. So um Kay has been reminiscing with him, you know, going down memory lane back at good old Kissimmee Gateway High School. Gateway High School. Um, but yeah, so you do podcasting. So I'll keep it, I'll keep a simple question for you. What made you want to get into podcasting? Well, for the most part, like my love for sports. Uh I mean, I've been following sports for a long time and I've seen other people do it. So I thought, well. I can kind of talk about sports. Let me give it a go. So I started podcasting a little bit with uh, Project Spurs, uh, which is kind of a Spurs network there in San Antonio. And just kind of started to get used to it. started meeting some people in that podcasting community. And then I started getting Twitter and, you know, just started doing that. And it kind of just caught my eye. So now, you know, it's kind of like a side hobby. You know, I don't do it for the main. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just love sports and uh, I just love talking about it. So. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's just I talk about sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kick and I've been talking about this for a long time, so we finally put it into fruition. So, um, my co-host always loves to get ahead of himself and everything. So we all know you have a big plethora of sports all over the table of your liking. So, uh, the Rams, the Mariners, the Spurs, the Bulldogs—they're all over the map. So. Why do you like all of these teams? Why isn't it like one central place? Like I'm a New Yorker. I'm a everything diehard New York fan, even though they're trash. Somehow he's a Philly fan, even though every year they disappoint him too. Hence why we made this podcast. So why, why these programs? Why do these? Like it's it's so weird. Every team has a different story. So when I moved to Florida, I, I didn't want to move to Florida as a kid. So the first, actually one of the first college football games I ever saw was Georgia versus Florida. And I hated the fact that I moved to Florida. So I said, I'm just, just going to go root for Georgia. And ever since, I think, 2001, 2002, I've just always rooted for them. And then for the Spurs, my brother had a David Robinson poster on his wall for like two years. And even though I'm from New York, I follow the Knicks, but... They let you I just know. End of the day. They just kind of <laughs> let us down. So I said, I'm a David <laughs> Robinson poster. And I said... I'm gonna just be a Spurs fan. And when people meet me, like you're a Spurs fan, like, like I'm like the only Spurs fan, like in Orlando, you know, at that time, like, I don't know, there might be another one out there, but when I was in Orlando, I really didn't come across too many Spurs fans. And for the Rams, I started watching Marshall Falk play with the Colts. It kind of feels like way back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he ended up getting traded to the Rams. And I said, well, I'll just like the Rams. And I mean, that team was just – they were trash in the 90s. Mm -hmm. They kind of caught fire, and I, I kind of went on a little Super Bowl run there. But then after that, you know, it was kind of sinking ship for a long time until Sean McVay gets there. So 
that's kind of the Rams and the Seattle Manners. I grew up a big Ken Griffey fan. Uh, so, you know, he had one of the sweetest swings and again, another team that started off really good. And then they haven't made the playoffs since 2001, but the team has come along. They got some good young stars there. So, um, and then actually my last team is the Duke Blue Devils in basketball. Oh God. My brothers <laughs> growing up, my brothers were all Carolina fans. I mean, they just loved those teams. And I just didn't want well, to go like, for it's the same team. <laughs> so the Duke Blue Devils uh are probably like a team that I kind of don't follow too much college basketball like I used to, but whenever they're on, I try to go to one of their Zion games and man, those tickets. I don't know how people the, the, some of those prices were literally insane to go yeah. see Zion when he was there at Duke. So I haven't been there just yet. But yeah, those are all my teams. All kind of have some weird, kind of different stories, but um it kind of works out. That's <laughs> yeah. why that name and like that name and likeness uh deal is, is a big deal because Zion they had President Obama showing up to the damn football, every basketball game. So so. These players now, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a different game with all these kids kind of get paid. And I mean, Madden still sucks, but hopefully with the NCAA football games, we can get something I can't wait better. For that to come back. <laughs> oh my, oh my, I cannot wait for that to come back. <laughs> yeah, so I think like you're a true fan of like certain players, and that's where your lineage lies with the teams, and you've grown with it. So no hate and no shame in that. I like I like that a lot. I was a big Griffey fan and I like the manners as a kid too. But I I mean my legacy was with the Yankees and yeah, but nah. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., man, best swing in baseball. Nobody can nobody can fight. Someone can fight me on that. You heard it. Um, <laughs> all right, so obviously you've known KK for a long time. He's my co-host on this show. Uh, I've known him for, what are we going on, like six years now, maybe? Maybe a little nah, bit longer. longer than that. Eight? About, about ten. About ten. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, about, about ten. ten. Damn, <laughs> man, he, he's trying to add on some years to that about, friendship. About I ten. Mean, I mean, we've been out of college for a bit, and, like, we had we, – connect all the time we come across friends and stuff like that um but give me some dirt on kk that i don't know some kind dirt. of dirt that y'all some crazy shit y'all did in high school or something like damn, that. damn some Not dirt me. on kk no, on, yeah. i ain't got no dirt here, he's, he's i'm as clean cut as they come dude kk was in the ib program right Kat, i think yeah i mean the, 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 there's not too much dirt on i, I those... kept it i kept it smooth the whole way <laughs> to be honest i can't really like I don't really know any dirt. I, I'm sure K got some dirt on me because I did some dumb shit in high school. But I, to be honest, I don't really. I'm trying to think back, and you know, it's been quite some time. Uh, damn, this. Boy so how I me. used to, how I am, and to this day is how I am. I stay this under the radar. <laughs> no, seriously, like wanna, I don't want no one. I don't want to rob the bank with you. Want to rob the bank with this guy right here, man? What no one will ever find me because I stay under the radar. No one knows nothing. No one knows too yeah, much about me. You only yeah. know. Okay, I like you know. I like to party. I used to like to party a lot. That was it. Outside of that, you will never know what's going on. I, I move like you know, real like stealth, like a ninja. I'm sorry, A Rod, but I, <laughs> I got really, nothing. I, I really don't yeah. have much on this guy, man. He was in the girl. IB program. He had good grades. I mean, he played sport. I mean, tell you, man, I'm I'm, 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 I'm the <laughs> American sport. dream. American dream. I mean, American dream, man. <laughs> I was expecting some more stories. But okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody out there may have some college stories on K. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, yeah. But you know, they they're sworn to secrecy. I made them <laughs> all side NDA, so 
You still, you got nothing on you. Nobody's got nothing on me. Trust me. Yeah, you say, hey, man, my girl watches this show. Chill with that shit. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go break it down. Let's go NFL talk now. Um, we're going to start with your team's division. I guess we'll start with your team in the NFC West. We'll go Rams. We'll break it down for you. So uh, there's obviously a changing of guard at the helm. Uh, Matt Stafford is now there. Jared Goff, uh, Sean McVay says, stop hitting on my girl. Like, you're out of here. So they got rid of him. So <laughs> let's run down the. The key additions. So traded traded to get Matthew Stafford. Uh, you got wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who's KK's like fifth time, fifth favorite Eagle of all time, I think. And you oh, got <laughs> and you got linebacker Leonard Floyd. Literally, those are the three ones that they put on NFL.com that I could look at. <laughs> That's the only three signings. Key departures. Um, you traded Jared Goff. Uh, Malcolm Brown just signed with the Dolphins. Josh Reynolds is in the Titans. Gerald Everett is with the Seahawks. Michael Brockers got traded to the Lions and Troy Hill and John Johnson, which I don't like that name at all, uh, are in Cleveland. And then you drafted late. I think their first pick was in the second or third round. Tutu Atwell, Ernest Jones, defense or linebacker, and then defensive tackle Bobby Brown the third, who has no relation to Bobby Brown. So this is a... Similar looking team for the most part. Couple pieces missing. We'll let uh we'll let the guests speak about your team. How do you feel about your team going into the season that's about to start? Pretty good. I mean, this is the team that got to the second round of the playoffs. You know, you know, we lost to Aaron Rodgers. No shame in that. But you know, we did miss some pieces. But we also got some young guys on this team. Tutu Atwell is going to play. Mm-hmm. De- Deshaun Jackson. Listen, he's going to have those home run balls but I don't think he's going to play the entire year as we've seen the past few seasons so Tutu Atwell comes in and then on defense Ernest Jones kind of a young linebacker that looks like he's probably going to play a whole lot this season the Rams really didn't start too many linebackers last year it was kind of a safety heavy team with Josh Johnson he leaves but the Rams drafted two safeties last year uh, that are that actually started last season and that's why the Rams said you know what let's go ahead and just let Josh Johnson go and Leonard Floyd comes back. I'm not a huge fan of Leonard Floyd though, because if Aaron Donald's not there, he just seems to kind of disappear. I mean, Aaron Donald gets like triple team, double team. I mean, it, there was a game against the Dolphins where the entire offensive line seemed like they were just blocking him. Mm-hmm. But no, I think the team come back with Matthew Stafford. Listen, I tried Jared Goff. I, I tried to get into it. I just tried. And the, when, when you really thought he was going to turn, he would have a game against the Jets or the Dolphins and just explode. But I think Matthew Stafford, man, listen, he can throw the football. He can do no looks. He's been doing it way before Pat Mahomes was. And Stafford brings that guy who can make any throw. He can move the pocket. He can use his eyes. Just the entire package with Jared Goff, fortunately, just wasn't the case. So I think this is the team that comes together. Now, Cam Akers going down, Mm. it's a pretty big blow. Mm. I mean, this is a guy that came on pretty big last season you lose him Henderson I love but he gets nicked up so the Rams may do what the 49ers tend to do a lot is just use the hot hand back from week to week and see who can kind of get going they haven't uh Xavier Jones back there probably in second string we'll kind of wait and see but I think Sean McVay's pumped I mean he's been kind of googly-eyed all preseason and also uh during the offseason so this is a team I think could definitely beat Tampa Bay. They could beat all the teams. It doesn't come down to quarterback play. Can Matthew Stafford take that next step because he's been in Detroit, you know, and that damn asylum over there. Now he's kind of in the forefront 
I'm hoping he doesn't, you know, explode to the point where he just is a disaster. But I think Stafford's a true. I think this team can make a big run. Obviously, you have to stay healthy. But I think overall, it's going to be a pretty good team. So, uh, Matthew Stafford, what college did he go to? Well, okay, so. Of course, of course. So, <laughs> we know he went to the University of Georgia. All right. right. Todd Gurley and uh, AJ Jeremiah Green and some of the top dogs uh, there. He did go to Georgia. He was uh, he was good at Georgia, a little bit of a gunslinger, and he kind of has that mentality. But watching his highlight film and some of the throws that he makes, man, like Jared Goff could not make those throws. Oh, yeah. And as you guys find out, Sean McVay and Jared just they couldn't be in the same room. I mean, I leaked it. I they leaked. they <laughs> essentially when that blows to, to the point where they're, we're going to start John Wofford. They were okay <laughs> with starting John Wofford, which he presented a totally different style scheme. In a playoff game, they wanted to do that. <laughs> In a playoff game. And John, remember, he beat the Cardinals, yeah. played fairly well, had that first pick six, the first play of the game kind of get out of the system. But it just didn't work with Jared Goff. The Rams paid all that money. And the fact that they traded that, gave the Eagles like, hey, we can probably move him too. And the Eagles Amen. end up training him. The Jalen Hurts era now begins uh, with the Eagles. But I think the Rams have a good opportunity. It's, it's going to be tough though early on. They have a tough schedule those first few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to learn a lot about them. They got Tampa Bay, got the Colts, some good, pretty good playoff teams. Uh, but we got to beat Tampa when it really matters most if we get to the playoffs because – I can't see my team losing Tom Brady for a third time. It was just, <laughs> just get me over the hunt, man. Come on. I, I can't have Tom Brady also win again. It's just. The, yeah. The funny thing about that, I mean, this whole thing started 20 years ago with Tom Brady beating the Rams <laughs> for his first Super Bowl. So, and A-Rod's a Jets fan, so he's been dealing with Tom Brady his whole life. <laughs> and so, he's Jets, man. You know, yeah, if you want, if cool. you want any secrets how to beat uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, come to Philly. Uh, you know, we we <laughs> we you know we were successful one one out of two times that we played him. So, hey know. man, Nick Foles <laughs> played the game of his life. And guess what? He's a third string in Chicago now. And he hasn't <laughs> done nothing since. Oh, <laughs> um, yo! Winner's so with, with the with winner's the Rams with with the Rams, Matthew Stafford is he the guy? Uh, he could he should be right. So you know, you look at the Detroit history. He's the one that finally got away. You know, uh, my favorite running back of all time, Barry Sanders, got trapped there, and he said, "I'm done. I'm retiring." Calvin Johnson just got it uh, in, inducted to the Hall of Fame for his ballot. He retired prematurely, and I thought Matthew Stafford was kind of headed on that path too. So, uh, you know, you got a Sean McVay. You know, God bless him for <laughs> for freeing him from the depths of hell. And in, in, uh, in well, because you know they they try to go after a- Aaron Rodgers, but the Common sense. Like, yeah, uh, no, we don't. So we said, hey, and Stafford's contract's fairly kind of friendly at this point in his career. Yeah. So I'm a, it, like, common sense says go ask somebody from the north to come live in California for a little bit. I mean, that's that's beautiful. So, you know, it, you know, Matthew Stafford, he's had, you know, 45,000 yards, you know, 282 touchdowns, 144 interceptions. Great, right? But he's 74 and 90 and one overall. So, you know, he's he, I wouldn't. There's a lot of quarterbacks who have been asked to overcome a lot. They have the talent to do it. I don't think Matthew Stafford's ever overcame what he should have. Over- I mean, Detroit is a horrible place to play, but so is Cleveland. And, you know, Baker Mayfield somehow has overcome that. But obviously a lot of that's organizational. That, that team has been built. Pretty- it's organizational. It's organizational. Like they had Jim Caldwell and then they fired him for absolutely no reason. So 
And now they got uh, A-Rod's favorite coach, Dan Campbell, and we're going to see. <laughs> well, you know, he's over there breaking kneecaps every week, so. <laughs> we're going to see how that, that Catch experience felony. works. Catch a felony, get a contract. That's what they're going for over but, there. But he, he's kind of odd, though, when he's talking on the post. It's just like, he's like talking like rhymes and riddles, like the Riddler. He's like, I'm like, what's this guy <laughs> talking way, about, bro? The way he orders his coffee is strange already, man. So when I heard that shit, I was like. I'd rather watch Fox. Listen, guys, Fox. it's I'd rather watch Fox News than this. So I'll put the phone and say I want to laugh at shit. It's prescription drugs, guys. It's just, you know, it's that, that's the age we live in. So don't worry about them. But anyway, I gotta I, I just need Matthew Stafford to prove it to me that he could lead a team to a to a past, you know, he's been to the playoff what three times, maybe? Has yeah, but that that Dallas one, they probably should have won that game. I yeah, it's a virtual call at the end of that game. But, yeah, yeah, I I, I agree, but Shoulda, woulda, coulda, never cut it here. So, um, you know, I got to see him do it. But what I have, I've been here, I've been listening to a lot of, you know, podcasts and uh, all these different channels and stuff. And they're saying the Rams have had an amazing camp. Like everyone's like foaming at the mouth. Like, wow, the Rams, the Rams, this could be the year. And, you know, I see that. But Cam Makers getting hurt, that's going to, that's going to, that's tough. That's going to be tough to overcome. Yeah, no, that, that's a tough division. I mean, yeah. for top and to bottom, the, the Cardinals. That division, oh, my God. And then the schedule, too. The schedule is tough. The division is tough. Uh, the defense is going to be great as usual. Aaron Donald's probably going to win another DPOY. Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the game. Uh, Darius Williams was one, one of the highest. Yeah. I think he was the highest graded uh, corner last year. And then your receiving core is obviously great. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Uh, Deshaun Jackson might play four or five games, but – in those four or five games, he'll probably have like 400 yards. So <laughs> I know he, he can go deep because <laughs> he had that scrimmage against the Cowboys and he got deep. Pretty exactly. Quick. That's what he's going to do. He's going to get deep. Tutu Atwell is going to be big. But I think Van Jefferson is going to be the key. Yeah. I think, I, think Man, that, I, I hope he can get going because there's so many now mouths to feed in this offense. I'm kind of exactly. worried that he might, but he's a great round, a pretty good route runner, just like his dad. So I hope Stafford's going to find these guys, man. Jerry well, Goff. Well, what round would you draft Matt Stafford in fantasy? Oof. So, you know, he obviously doesn't bring any leg value, right? So he's not scoring touchdowns with his legs. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to dip him down. But with I'm no thinking, running game, too. <laughs> with no running game as well. So he's going to sling it around. I'm thinking off the board, he's probably the 10th or 11th, 12th quarterback. So you're, you're thinking really in those late rounds. Okay. For Matthew Stafford, I think we'll have a good year. It's just to me, I love those running slash throwing quarterbacks because they they'll dominate these leagues. But with the extra game, he he could throw for five thousand yards. It's possible. It's very um, possible. Very possible. We'll see. We'll see. But well, Arod, what you got on the Rams? Yeah, man, I I really like the Matthew Stafford trade. Like one, it's it's just the end of a saga of, <clears throat> of golf being there and you know trying to hit on McVay's girlfriend and all that shit. That uh, that's so old, man. <laughs> but it's but it's funny, man. Like when I when I read that shit on Twitter, I was pissing my pants. I was like, "Yo, it okay, trended okay. again this past summer." But I remember that a few years ago. I believe that was kind of a thing. Yeah, that's terrible. That was, the, that was from what I was reading on Twitter and like all the the Rams beat writers and stuff. They were saying that him and McVay were always head to head, and that he was sending personal texts to other players talking about how he would give it to McVay's girlfriend. And McVeigh was kind of like, Yo, I've had enough of this shit. Like, I'm 10, I'm like four years older than you. Like, <laughs> you're out of here, bro. So it's it's crazy that you can be a number one pick, 
Mr. Mr. California, and now you're in Detroit. So enjoy the gloomy weather. Enjoy sucking over there. Good and luck with Dan Campbell. Coach. Yeah, who's who probably gets you a felony before you get a Super Bowl. So, <laughs> um, but I really like the Matthew Stafford signing. Uh, he's you can't put a lot of blame on him because the teams he had in Detroit, he had good defenses there, but they also took it away very, very quick. Like there's no reason they should have like signed Sue. They let Sue go. And then they got Ansa and they let Ansa go. Then they got the kid from Auburn, let the kid from Auburn go. And they let all these good defensive players go. So there's just been a revolving door of players. They draft, they keep them for three or four years and then they're gone. They never build up the defense. They always try and give him offense and, defense is going to win you championships so now he's got arguably two of the best defensive players in football on one team and the only thing that scares me about that is like I feel like the Rams could have addressed that a little bit better and even the running back position I know youth and running backs and bringing the next guy up and there's always like a swing for the fence type of player that comes out of nowhere and and just balls out and I'm sure that'll happen with them uh, but I feel like you could have you could have retained Malcolm Brown Malcolm Brown knows the offense He's a pretty good plug-in running back. I mean, when I had him on fantasy and I'm just looking at fantasy numbers, he was putting up crazy two touchdown games and, you know, at least 80 yards rushing. Like, yeah. you're not going to go bitch at a guy and be like, you got two touchdowns, you couldn't get 100 fucking yards from me, man? Like, <laughs> eight yards is good enough. So that's that's pretty solid. And and they let him go to the running to the Dolphins. I feel like you could have retained him. And, I, and and Michael Brockers, man, like, that's a – that's a good piece of the D-line gone, but... He's I, I good, but to be honest with you, when you only get one sack and you got Aaron Donald on your team... Yeah. And I get it, right? He's he's more of a run stopper, but yeah. watching him play, I, we should have got more production because Aaron's getting triple team. You're getting one-on-one, and you you can't beat that. I was I was going to say that. I get, I get the move because he wasn't producing like where he was drafted and what they expected out of him. I just feel like there was good chemistry with him. Oh, yeah. Team. Yeah, it was. And I feel like that's a guy you could retain for not too, too much, but obviously Detroit's like, come get the bag and suck it up with us, man. So, um, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, produce talent out of the young kids. And I think if anyone could do it, it's the Rams. They do it all the time with a lot of young talent. They draft young, they get players that are young and undervalued with teams kind of like my favorite wide receiver woods that's out there. Like he's, I keep saying he's one of the best wide receivers in football he's just played for the bills when they suck. And now he's with the Rams. Now I think Matthew Stafford have a solid receiver again with him or another solid receiver. And he can turn him into a, a really, really, I'm maybe throwing a behind number the top 10 receiver in the league, but I just really like the guy a lot. So I like the moves the Rams made. I feel like they could have retained Brown, maybe got some more defense, but we'll see, man. But I, you want to get predictions on, on records now? Yeah. Let's do that. What you got, Gio? All right. So my prediction oh. for them, even though with losing a lot of things, I'm going to put him at 10 and 7. I like that number with Stafford. I think Stafford is a big game changer. He's more vocal. Jared Goff just looked like he didn't have it. So I, I put him 10 and 7. I'm really excited to see them play this year. What you got, Gio? I'm going to go with 11 and 6. I think they get one extra game. I think this team, you know, they feel that pressure like, hey, like, we could be a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. It's come together. There's going to be some down points during the season, but I think overall, Sean McVay, he's you know he's proven that he's a pretty good coach and he can get it enough from a team. If he got ten wins from Jared Goff last year, 
I think he can get an extra win exactly. uh, from Matthew Stafford. So I'm going with 11 and six with a very tough division. Everyone's going to be beating each other up. So exactly. I'm going to go with 11 wins. Yeah, I actually have it 11 and six as well. Uh, it's basically the same thing you just said. We, we, you know, if golf can get him there, I, there's no reason why Matthew Stafford can't get that extra win. But, you know, I always go game by game, look at the schedule, because it's so easy to just put out a number. The schedule is tough. That schedule is tough. That division is tough. Um, and then losing Cam Makers is, is tough for me, like, just to fathom. Like, you lose your best running back. But, I mean, 11 – the way it's weird, because 11 and 6 to me is, like, it's, like, a good season. It's not, like, an amazing historic season. But 11 and 6 for the Rams is still, to me, they can still win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. I look at all the teams that could beat the Bucks, and in the, in the NFC, the Rams are definitely one of them that can get them in a playoff game. The Rams are definitely one of those teams that can definitely, come, you know. I mean, listen, even the Washington football team gave the Bucks all they could handle with, with Heineken, a <laughs> little Heineken back there. Uh, so the yeah. Bucks will always be a tough out because they got yeah, number 12, of course, of course. Yeah, but yeah, 11 to 6. That's what I got. It. They have God on their side, so we expect <laughs> all right. Let's go. I, I actually have this division very very like close on on records i have oh, yeah it's one of the toughest divisions in football this year so um let's go to one of your rivals let's go my boy behind me mr i just got it back my can't favorite, even cover my my favorite safety in uh in football i'm glad he's out of new york and actually winning so seahawks um they key additions they re-signed the greatest quarterback the jets took in the second round mr geno smith Wanted to throw that one out there. Fuck you, Geno Smith. Um, they re-signed Chris Carson. They got Gerald Everett from you guys. Traded to get Gabe Jackson. Resigned Cedric. Insert. Uh, oh, Bouye. There you go. That's why I got my Nigerian co-host to say these for me. Resigned Carlos Dunlap. Resigned Robert. Kemdichi. Uh, there we go. Cornerback uh, <laughs> Demarius Ram Randall and cornerback Akilah Witherspoon. Now, key departures, running back Carlos Hyde, uh, can't stay off the weed, Josh Gordon, David Moore, Greg Olson's retired, Mike Ayupati's retired, Chance Warmack is gone, Shaquille Griffin is gone, Bruce Irvin is gone, KJ Wright is gone, Quentin Dunbar is gone, and Shaquille Griffin is gone. Now, the draft picks, they, they also got gutted. Late. <laughs> they got pretty, that defense is going to be looking real spooky. <laughs> yeah, their their draft picks though they they went pretty late too. They got Dwayne Eskridge, who's a wide receiver, and cornerback Trey Brown. Um, I like that they paid Jamal Adams. I'm happy he's paid. I'm happy he's the highest paid safety. But is it enough? Somebody go. No. I'll take it real quick because, man. So I'm such a I'm such a big Russell Wilson fan. And I just feel so bad for him because I, I know he wants to get out of there. Like, he does not want to be – like, Sierra does not want to be there no more. And there's no reason for Russell Wilson to want to be there. But his boy got paid today, you know, $72 million over four years. So, you know, good for Jamal. Uh, they still got to figure out Dwayne Brown's contract. Um, he's 35 years old now. Uh, it's not like it's impossible to play play till your late, till your late 30s as a – as an um, offensive lineman, I just seen Jason Peters get signed with, with, the, uh, the, with the Bears. Eagles own Jason Peters. And then you guys, uh, the Rams, you guys had that, what's his name? Um, uh, Whitworth. Whitworth, yeah, like he was 39. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's creeping up there in age. Exactly. So it's like, it's not impossible, but they already, they've had a suspect offensive line the whole time he's been there. 
and you're relying on a contract holdout from a 35-year-old who's your best offensive lineman. And, like, pro football focus has him, like, like the 19th best offensive line. So Russell Wilson, again, is going to be running for his life. Um, he wants to be more involved in the offense as far as, like, throwing the ball. He doesn't want to just run, 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 run. So that, that little rift between him and, uh, and Pete Carroll – that they, you know, they seem fine, but Pete wants to run the ball and Russell wants to sling the ball. So there's an identity thing over that's going on over there as well. Now the offense is going to be fine, you know, out, you know, out, outside the offensive line. You got DK Metcalf, you got Lockett, uh, the kid they drafted, what Eskridge, he's a he's a sprinter. So he's they got speed. Uh, they're going to have speed on the field. Um, they have uh, the Gerald Ever who I, I like a lot from the Rams. And then Will Disley is going to be is a, is a good player as well. So offensively, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, Chris Carson obviously is a great running back. Rashad Penny is a good backup. So they're offensively they're gonna they're gonna do fine. But how like how much punishment is Russell Wilson going to take? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. And then defensively, we just as we just mentioned, you know, oh, obviously they got Aldon, Aldon Smith is isn't coming back. Either. Oh yeah, and then they they released Alden Smith as well. I just I, I forgot about that. So. They're 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 they got gutted defensively. I mean, but you know they got some 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 mainstays over there as well. But they gotta have to deal with the Rams offense, the 49ers speed, and then all the weapons that Arizona has for six games out of the year on top of the the rest of the schedule that they have. So I'm 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 a little concerned for for Mister uh, Mister Wilson. Yeah, guys, I think it's the same. I think the offense is going to be good. I mean, the guy Gabe Jackson from the Raiders, a pretty good run block. But the offense, remember, with Schottenheimer, he gets basically fired, right? I mean, he's not the offensive coordinator. They go get the Rams passing game coordinator and Shane Waldron to come in, I guess. So I guess put some fresh take. Russ was happy about it. (laughs) He was happy. uh, So, I mean, if Shane's going to run with some of the Rams, do a lot of movement, a lot of guys kind of go in a different direction, a lot of window dressing, right? So Mm -hmm. I think they'll be fine on offense. They're going to put up points, but that defense, it's been gutted. Listen, they got Adams there. You know, you got Wagner. He's a great linebacker, but the defense struggled last season a lot. It's going to happen again. I think Russell's going to win you games, but they're going to have to also play ball control and run the football. And I think Chris Carson, when he's healthy, because, you know, he's been nicked up a bit. When healthy, he's a really good running back. Yeah, sure. So I think you need to also be smart ball control, because if you just try to go into these shootouts with some of these with that defense, good luck, man. Because as good as Adams is, he's a little suspect at times in pass coverage. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah that, I swear he was pretty sus, yeah, but he took off in the second half. Yeah, so that, that defense is probably the biggest thing. Can they just keep it together enough to get to, what, 10, 11 wins? Because I don't think nine wins will be enough Mm-mm. to get to the playoffs, at least this season. Yeah, nine and eight is not going to cut it this year. Yeah, uh, everything they did on offense, I like. Trading to get Gabe Jackson. Uh, we'll get to Chucky, and I don't know what's up with him and his offensive lineman. He hates them all, but likes the racist guy. But anyways, uh Sign all the good offensive guys to keep their keep protection on Wilson. Uh, we'll see w- Wilson do his thing and run a lot. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna play that. I like I like getting Carlos Dunlap. I like the the gamble on uh, the Ole Miss kid, the defensive tackle, um, Demarius Randall. Bring him back, and then the kid from the 49ers, Witherspoon. There was a lot of high praise on him and and his his play there. 
Um, so the, you know, when they gutted the Legion of Boom, uh, everyone's like, oh, their defense isn't going to be that good. Well, they got Davion Clowney, who was subpar, and they didn't have that bad of a defense. So I kind of have faith in their defense that Pete Carroll knows what he's doing. He's always been defensive-minded and a run-heavy type of guy. So I got faith in it. Um, I think I think they'll bring back K.J. Wright, too. I think, like, they're just feeling it out for his market. And when it's coming closer to the, end, the uh, start of the season, they'll be like, hey, you know the offense. Here's a here's a quick one year. You want to come put you want to come make some money and run it back. I'm pretty sure they'll bring him back. Um, but you know, Carlos Hyde's expendable. Gordon is expendable. More expendable, and everybody else. I feel like they're really all expendable. And they'll bring opinion. back Josh Gordon. Russell Wilson if at anybody, some point will be like, anybody, all right, please, please yeah, go Josh, get me this man. old. This old, you know, bro. He looked like he got like a refrigerator on his back when he run. Like, bro, you are not got that speed no more. Yeah, yeah I, he's I not think, the same. <laughs> I think Josh Gordon is done, man. Like, that's a headache. You've got two young guys that are good. You went and got this other kid who's supposed to be. You drafted him for a reason, even though I don't think he's going to play as much. And then you've got Gerald Everett, who was the number one for you guys, and then kind of fizzled away to a two uh, tight end with a uh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, Higby. White is right, man. They just love them, them white boy tight ends. Man. I will say Tyler's a, a better player than uh, Tyler Higby is a better Everett. player than he's a better player than ever. But yeah, I mean, was. everyone's all right for us. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they both were. I feel like they were both pretty good tight ends, and you can make one expendable, understandable, unless you're the Patriots, you need like five good tight ends on your team for the buck. <laughs> so I'm I'm not hating all the moves. Could they have went and got some more appealing defensive players? Yeah, I think so. Um, there was talks of them getting Richard Sherman again, and obviously Richard Her- Sherman wants to go to his old lady's house and scream it up in the middle of the night in a nice white neighborhood, and the rest is history. Now you now you got some some counseling to do. So there's a headache and a half there. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm still I'm still okay with everything there. The real the real thing to me is is um. Russ in it to win it. That's what I want to know. Like, is he really mentally there or Sierra every day? Like, yo, I'm trying to get out of here. Like, yeah, that was a nice place. I make more (laughs) money than you. Like I'm, I'm get out of here. Like I'm trying to go make some money, go to Chicago, go to New York, go Miami, go giants, man. The giants. Giants. That's scary. I'm scared. I am terrified. Don't say that. Terrified of that prospect. Exactly. I I think the Bears found their guy. It's really looking like it. At least for right now, you know, never know. No, they did. I I think they finally got their guy. So. (laughs) Yeah, he looks really good. But I'm putting him at a record, eleven and six. That's what I'm gonna put him at. Oh, okay. I got ten and seven. I got damn Gio. I got ten and seven as well. Even yeah. that defense is bad. I still think Russell Russ Russ is an MVP candidate every year for a reason. Even though he's never received an MVP an MVP vote, which is horrendous uh, by whomever is allowed to vote for this thing, that is terrible. Russell Wilson at some point deserves an MVP MVP vote, but uh, I got him ten and seven. I think he's definitely worth. It's like the win above replacement thing that baseball does. He's worth ten wins. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's go, 49ers. Mm, uh, tough. Oh, man. Oof. tough. It's a tough one. There's a this is a lot of players uh, in and out here, and they have a new shiny quarterback who 
should be starting, I guess. I don't know, but they got this guy Garoppolo and it's all smoke and mirrors until something really happens. So um, key additions, you got running, have a million running backs on the team. Uh, running back Wayne Gallman, you add him from the Giants who had a pretty sneaky good year last year with them. Uh, they re-signed their fullback, Kyle, insert Polish name there. Uh, wide receiver, Mohamed Sanu, wide receiver of the past, Beanie Fowler, who can't stop smoking pot too. Uh, converted tight end and former probably seventh seventh favorite eagle of all time mr jordan matthews he's he's buying into being a tight end now i don't see it but okay Uh, i mean he's big but i don't think he's that he's not that big yeah he's not that big let's not focus on jordan matthews he's getting cut week one so so uh offensive tackle uh trent williams is re-signed center alex mack uh defensive end arden key Linebacker Michael Kendricks, fresh off the insider trading. Uh, <laughs> they re-signed Jason Barrett. They re-signed Kawan Williams. They got safety Tony Jefferson. They re-signed uh, Tart. I don't want to even butcher his name. Safety Tavon Wilson. And they went and got HaHa Clinton Dix just recently, too. I love that pickup. For I do that guy should have a job every year. Uh, key departures. They lost both of their quarterbacks. They got some playing time when the uh, Garoppolo era was down for a bit. You know who they replaced him with, right? Who? You know who? What jersey I tell you I wanted to buy uh, at the end of the Eagles? Oh, your boy, the backup for the Eagles, Sudfield. Sudfield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, meant, I meant to put that in there as a joke, but I was like, I can skip that. He'll nah, Nate Sudfield is a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so CJ Bethard is gone. Nick Mullins is gone. Running back Tevin Coleman, I guess, thank you. Running back Jaderic uh, McKinnon, or Jarek McKinnon is gone. Wide receiver Kevin Bourne, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Jordan Reed said, finally, these bone spurs is kicking in. I'm done. I'm retiring. Defensive end, Ezekiel Ansa. Defensive end, Ronald Blair. Defensive end, Solomon Thomas. Cornerback, Richard Thomas. And then Akilo Witherspoon are all gone. Now, the draft picks are kind of appealing. Uh, Trey Lance, guard Aaron Banks, running back Trey Sermon, uh, and cornerback Ambry Thomas are all the ones that I have highlighted as far as draft picks for them. So what's this? This is a whole new look team, man. Like, it, there's little pieces still there, but I feel like it's a whole new lay of the land of everything that's there. So whoever hates the 49ers more go. Well, that's probably going to be me. I don't really care much for the 49ers. <laughs> this is going to be, this is kind of an interesting team. They had so many guys coming in, coming out. Sal is gone. He's like the Jared Goff killer. Every time we played him, we just I love him. I love him. Never do anything. Nico Ryans is now the cor- uh, defensive coordinator there. That defense got, didn't do too well in certain spots. I assume coming back healthy with Nick Bosa and some other defensive players, I think they can make it work. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I just don't – I don't love him. He's kind of injury prone and he turns the ball over. I think we're going to see Trey Lance eventually. Sometime during the season, I think Jimmy Bikes says, you know what, man? Do you think more so for injury or more so for play? I think it's going to be probably for injury. Jimmy always gets hurt at the time. It's just every year it just seems like he's been hurt. You know, and then the running back situation there, Raheem Mostert, he's another one. Dude's always hurt. Always. But I will give him the the coach credit. They rotate guys that run. I mean, Jeff Wilson had like a three-touchdown game, one game for me in fantasy that I started. So it's like they're starting a ton of backs. This team's kind of a wild card. I'm not really sure what to expect from them. They got talent on, you know, Brandon Ayuk's a really good receiver. Debo Samuel, he's also another guy. Always always in the medical tent. He's always hurt. So I think the health of this team is going to be very important. 
And Jimmy Garoppolo, wh- where's his head at, right? Because we know these coaches lie all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, Jimmy's our guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Blowing smoke. <laughs> Blowing smoke, right? So I don't know what to make of this team. I, they're going to be a good team, I assume, because they got so, some pretty good players coming back. But for like a win total, I'm not even, even sure where they're going to land, really. So uh, the 49ers, man, <laughs> they got – they got good things going for them. Now, as far as the situation between Trey Lance and, uh, and uh, Garoppolo, Trey Lance, now, you guys all, did you guys all watch all the, the preseason game, see some of his throws and stuff? Yeah. Right. So I know if you look at the stats, they don't jump out to the screen as far as like his completion percentage, but there were a lot of key drops in that game uh, that I saw. So he puts it right on the money. Mind you, we got to keep in mind, Trey Lance hasn't played football in two years. <laughs> so we're asking a lot from somebody from a small college who has, well, smaller compared to the bigger, you know, SEC teams and stuff like that. You're asking the guy from a smaller college to start week one. I, that's not possible. I just don't see it. It's not, no. So, yeah, this is Garoppolo's team from now. However, how I, the way Kyle Shanahan is, he will, he, he's going to love him some Trey Lance, right? So he's going to put a lot of his energy and effort into making sure that Trey Lance is eventually ready. And I'm seeing this as, what the 49ers had about 10 years ago when they had uh, Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. It's going to be one of those things in which, look, we got the guy and we got the guy already. And we already know your ceiling, Alex Smith. Your ceiling is here. And the moment there's a little, this, you know, from the, you know, from the crowd, you know, we want Trey, you know, then I think you'll see like in the second half of a Monday night football game, Trey Lance is going to jog onto that football field, probably like a week 10 or 11 or something. And that's when you'll probably see him, if you do see him this year. Um, now, the thing about Garoppolo, I mean, just like Jared Goff, and it's crazy, you know, it's, I look, I've been looking at a lot of quarterbacks over the last 10 years, and all the quarterbacks who are not on the same team that they started off with is insane. So, um, and, you know, Goff is gone, Carson Wentz is gone, and then, like, Garoppolo's been in New England, and now he's over here in San Fran. He's got somebody already about to take his job. And... Long story short, though, he's been in, he was in the Super Bowl just a couple years ago, just like Jared Goff was just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And it's like, just like Nick Foles just won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's like, what does the Super Bowl even buy you anymore? Like, it doesn't give you anything. <laughs> it's, it's what have you done for me lately? Exactly. And, and yes, he gets hurt. Absolutely. He gets hurt. Is he the greatest decision making of all of all time? No. But to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is not terrible. OK, like. He's good enough, just like I say, Russell is going to get you 10. He's good enough to get you a couple wins, and that defense is solid enough to get you a lot more wins. And in that running game, revolving yeah, over I think, yeah. yeah. Trey Sermon that just got from Ohio State, which I love. I'm a, I'm a, I hate Ohio State, and I'll tell you right now, Trey Sermon is a dog. Um, and Kyle Yushek, Yushek, how do you say his name? He's oh, a man. solid fullback. He's a block, man. That boy can block. <laughs> exactly. And then Wayne Gallman filled in nicely for Saquon last year. So they're going to run the football. They have a top 10 offensive line. The defense is going to be solid. Uh, they have weapons. Okay, now I Brandon Ayuk is, is going to be solid. Um, Debo, we can stay upright, is going to be solid. So, like, and I love the – and then I love the – oh, I love the Ha Ha Clinton Dix pickup as well. I think that's just a nice security blanket just to have back there as well. And then Muhammad Sanu, we'll see if he makes the team, but he's there. It's just. They, I didn't even know he was on the team. Yeah, he's, he's in, he's in, he's been in their camp. So there's a possibility. I don't hate the 49ers and I have a, I think they're going to, 
like I said, there's a if there's teams that can beat the Bucks, I, the 40, the 49ers, just like the Rams, are another one that could that can challenge them. Simply because I think Kyle Shanahan has enough common sense to know that like, we're just gonna run the piss out of this football. We're gonna like kind of like Ryan like uh, Ryan Tannehill with the Titans. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna feed the beast, and in, in the 49ers case, we're gonna feed all these guys, and then we're gonna play action. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. But I because their defense is so good with with Bosa. Hopefully, you know, I don't. I not hopefully for me, but hopefully for the Rams. I mean, for the 49ers, he's healthy. Uh, I do think Sherman. I don't know what's going on with Sherman's situation. He may return. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know what's going on there, but. I, I think that this team has a lot of promise and a lot of hope. And then it's they're they're a well-ran organization, you know, shot, you know, they got, you know, and then Kyle Shanahan has a good coach. So I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not low on them at all. I think I'll just give the record now. I have, I'm between 11. I'm going to just do it. Hey, right. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just do it. I'm between 11 and 12 wins. Um, yes, I am. That's kind of high. I man. can't, I don't want to put them over the Rams though. I think they're, they're – so I have – I already have the Rams at 11. So if I give the 49ers 12, that means they got to give the Rams another win. So I'm going to just keep them at 11, um, but don't be surprised if they go 12 and 5. I'm going with 9 and 8. I think the running game is going to be really good. That offensive line – listen, Trent Williams and those – they're really good. They got Alex Mack from the Falcons. I think the running game is going to be just enough to get you. But I'm going to go with 9 and 8 on the season – I if you see happens- Trey, if you see Trey Lance earlier, then maybe that, because that means they've already given up on the season. So Trey Lance is a <laughs> he's a how old is he? 20, 21? Like he hasn't played football in two years. This is not this is not like no, I know. Yeah, Trey, I, I'm thinking towards the end of the season. If the 49ers like you know what, it's probably going to be a lost season at this point. Let's put him in. But I'm gonna go with nine and eight. I think the running game is going to be really good and just enough to beat some teams that they're probably not supposed to beat. But how, how, do, you kind win, of... how do you win football in, in, in December? You run the fo- in the football and then no, you play and defense. They, I mean, they got the formula. The year they went to the Super Bowl, I mean, we saw what they did to the Packers. I mean, they ran, game? They oh ran that team off the field. How many like, pass attempts did Garoppolo have? Eight? <laughs> that, though, those lanes, I could yeah. run through there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's like so when that offensive line is running, that's a team that does fear me because he's just very creative with that running game. And when mm-hmm. they get going and they do a ton of different formations, they throw a lot at you. It it, it could be pretty tough to beat. That's where I'm at. Yeah, man. So um I like all the moves they made. You know, they 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 thought they had the best two-headed monster scheme and running backs with Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, and then McKinnon tore his shit two years in a row, and they were like, hey, man, we're good. You know, and then Tevin Coleman was easy expendable when Mozart took on, and then Jeff Wilson did well, and and now you have Trey Sermon putting on a show in the preseason. So you may have a bell cow back right there in Trey Sermon because, like you said, Mozart's always hurt. Um, the wide receivers, they just got rid of a bunch of disgruntled guys who were there that were – used to be the focal point and then just kind of fizzled out. So you got rid of those guys. You bring in Muhammad Sanu, who knows his role. He's old. Beanie Fowler, as long as you can get him, like, not smoking weed, you'll be straight. Then the other guys, if they're healthy, they're good. The only thing I don't like is – the only thing I don't like that they did was getting rid of Solomon Thomas. I think Solomon Thomas is a really, really good DN. uh, But you're taking a gamble on Arden Key. So 
Uh, he was a second round pick, I believe, out of LSU, projected to go one. He went to the Raiders and didn't produce like that. But I think they can get some get some stuff out of him. And the safe, the the secondary is ridiculous, just looking at it. And then you got Michael Kendricks in there, who's a Super Bowl winner. Uh, also did, I think, like 12 days in jail for insider trading. So that's kind of scary to have <laughs> right there. About Eagles, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> scary right there. Um, uh, my biggest fear with them is is the quarterback situation. It's it's going to be like an up and down roller coaster. I, I feel like Garoppolo is going to be like a, a, a always a headache there. And then they're going to be getting the Trey Lance, you know, chance and all of that. And that's going to be the part that's kind of like shaky. Like, do we want to put him in? Do we not want to put him in? Is this something that we we want to just give up on Garoppolo? Do we want to move him? What do we want to do? So I feel like not knowing that right out of the gate is going to be fucking with their head a lot. And I'm, I actually have him at nine and eight as well. That's that's where I have only because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. The running back position, one guy goes down. Well, hey, it's your turn. And this guy's sermon looks like he's ready to go. And, and, the, top, and the wide receivers – they they always suck they have the best tight end in footballs so one of the best tight ends in football so like that guy's gonna eat all day the if the wide receivers get you 50 yards out of all five or six of them like it's a good enough day for you the running back and the and the tight end are gonna shine on that offense so uh nine and eight is what i have them at uh let's go to the last team in the division uh they're definitely made a lot of headline moves in the last two seasons uh, they they got some big name players on the team, uh, and they're poised hopefully for a jump. We'll see. So the Arizona Cardinals add quarterback journeyman Colt McCoy now to be the backup. They get running back James Conner, wide receiver AJ Green, who's a bulldog. Uh, they re-signed offensive tackle Kelvin Beecham, uh, offensive lineman Max Garcia. They traded to get Rodney Hudson from the Raiders. One love that pickup. It's a great pickup. Uh, they got defensive end, or they re-signed. No, they they signed defensive end Marcus Golden, J.J. Watt, cornerback Darquez Denard. They went and got Super Bowl interception, which I still think is staged. Cornerback Malcolm Butler, and they got a really good kicker. And I always like try to say that kickers are valuable. And you went and got Matt Prater, who's a very very good kicker. So tip of the hat to you there. Now your departures. You lost Brett Hudley, the quarterback. Who cares? Uh, running back Kenyon Drake, who was just coming on to his scene, uh, wide receiver and longtime Arizona Cardinal Larry Fitzgerald doesn't have a contract. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Just yeah. not to cut you off, I'm very curious what's going to go on there. Me too. Yeah, uh, there's not much information. There's not much going on. Nothing's there. like there's no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight end uh, Dan Arnold, who was starting to get rapport with Murray, is gone. Uh, offensive guard J.R. Sweezy, linebacker Hassan Reddick signed a big contract. Uh, pretty much, yeah, lifer cornerback Patrick Peterson is now Minnesota Viking. Cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick and cornerback Jonathan Joseph are gone. Now the draft picks, linebacker Zayvon Collins, wide receiver Rondell Moore, and cornerback Marco Wilson. So this is a team that definitely has a lot of weapons. Looking at it, a lot of these guys that they signed are a little bit older. A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, Malcolm Butler, Kelvin Beecham. Uh, kickers, you can be 40 and still play this game. So I'm not looking at Matt Prater, really. Um, do you think that these signings and everything that the Cardinals are doing are good look for them? I think so. Uh, you know, I think the Cardinals 
we saw what they could do last season. Then it just kind of just fell apart at the end of the year. But this team made some some pretty good improvement. I mean, AJ Green, listen, he's not the AJ Green of the past. You know, he's dealt with injuries, so he's going to be a, a very good player on a team that already has one of the best receivers in the league. So AJ doesn't have to be the guy. So I think that would be a pretty good role for him. And JJ Watt, I mean, listen, I hope they don't start this guy like every single down. Like he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. He's more of a rotational player, but I think this team is just right there. And it's all going to be about the quarterback. Can he take that next step? Because we saw last season when he gets in trouble, he just runs around and, at certain times, I saw the game against the Rams, right? Aaron Donald was just, just throwing him around like a rag doll. Can he take that next leap? I think he will. I think this team is going to be a pretty good team. That defense is still going to be good. And Zayvon Collins, he's played well so far uh, in preseason. He's kind of been showing like some pretty good steps. So I think the Cardinals, to me, I think they're a better overall team than the 49ers. And they have a, a big ceiling, in my opinion, if everything comes together and Murray takes that kind of next step in the process. And that's where I pick up from where you just left off is about the ceiling. Now, their ceiling to me is off the charts, okay? I just don't think they're at the ceiling just yet. Um, now, Tyler Murray, so I have, I'm in a couple of different fantasy leagues. I have a, a fantasy league that I do uh, three keepers. Uh, Kyler Murray is definitely going to be one of my keepers. Um He's electric. Uh, he's, you know, he's short. He's short. You know, this is, we'll call a space bay. He's a shorter quarterback. Um, but he's, you know, he's got quick feet. He's going to run for some touchdowns. He's going to pass the touchdowns. And he has a lot of options to get the ball to. Now, my favorite player in this draft is Rondell Moore, actually. Rondell Moore is, to me, the most, like, we're going to be, in five years from now, we're going to be talking about him, like, Wow, like how we talk about like, I wouldn't say like Tyree Hill, but he's, you know, short guy, five foot nine, I think five, nine, five, ten, you know, not, not, not the heaviest guy, but his unofficial four is a four, two, nine. Okay. He's speed. I was watching, I was, I always, it's like Rondo Moore, I don't know what it is. I'm just a huge fan of his. So I was watching Arizona Cardinals preseason football, actually. And they got him running out the backfield. They got him just doing sweeps and throwing him the ball. He had catches and, and he, to me, makes that, makes Kyler Murray even better, right? Because you got to already worry about what Kyler Murray is going to do back there. And that, like, he's not going to stay in that pocket. He's going to get outside. Um, not too many people have the speed or the angle to keep up with Kyler Murray once he gets outside. But if you try to force him inside, he's going to probably have Rondell Moore trying to do a little sweep. He has... Hopkins, who doesn't drop anything to top two, top three receiver in, 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 in the league. You have um, Chase Edmonds and James Conner, solid running backs. You know, I, Pittsburgh don't doesn't know what the hell to do with running backs since they lost the bus and, and those guys at, at that time because James Conner should have been a, a more featured offense with the Steelers, uh, in my opinion. But I think he'll be fine uh, with, with Arizona. Uh they're going to be electric offensively. You know, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, one of those new school guys, kind of like a McVay, where he's just going to – he wants to go out there and score. And do you think he's on the hot seat, though? And do you think this could be the year if no. they don't get to the playoffs? Not yet. Because that division is – if who, whomever the, the – whoever is running the team, the president, the GM, whoever will make that call, they got to look up in those standings and see Russell Wilson – 
the 49ers and uh and the Rams. Like you're gonna have you have to notice that that's that's real and that's real. And Kyler Murray is going into what his third year now? Yeah. So I would I, I say they're tied together at the hip because when they brought in Cliff Kingsbury to get rid of Josh Rosen. Oh, and I wanted to talk about Josh Rosen earlier. Let me <laughs> he All just right, got Josh cut. He just got cut again today, by the way. So <laughs> Josh Rosen, who is a top 10 pick, is now still not on the team. He got replaced by Kyler Murray, and they brought Cliff Kingsbury with him. So to me, those two are attached at the hip, right? So unless they make a decision on Kyler Murray, I think, like, let's say when Kyler Murray's into a contract year, I think then we'll be like, okay, let's see. Let's reassess uh, Cliff Kingsbury because it's too much. That division is just—I mean, come on! Like that's—that oh, I get it. I get it. That yeah. division's crazy, and it's not—it's not their fault that they're going to finish what I predict what the record's going to be. Uh, but I do love the Zayvon Collins uh, draft pick. Buda Baker is amazing. Uh, JJ Watt's going to breathe a lot of life into that defense. Uh, they got a lot of speed and abilities. Just to me, you know, they're just this. To me, they're still just not right. Like if that if the Cardinals were in the NFC East, I'd probably pick them to win. <laughs> but they're I not. Mean, if anybody else was in the NFC East, you'd but they're not. Them. They're not. So because they're in the division that they're in, I yeah, I'm not they're, they're not gonna finish in the top of the division. I I'll put it right there. I think I think like they did a lot of dressing it. Like they got him more toys. They got Kyler Murray more toys to play with. Definitely you can see that. Um I think the defense got a little bit older. Um, but it got more vocal. I feel like there was no like significant vocal point because who's the who's the linebacker defensive end that came from New England? It's Chandler Jones. Is Chandler still there, right? Yeah, yeah Chandler Jones. Yeah. Who's reportedly wants out of there, but I think if anybody can keep him there would be a, a JJ Watt and a Malcolm. That is Butler. true. He that is, I did hear about that a couple weeks back or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they can kind of like sway him to stay. Um, but you brought Marcus Golden. I mean, he's a subpar defensive end, but he 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 has some pretty good games in the rotation. Um, I think the defense got older, but I think it got more vocal. I think like these veteran big name household names and Malcolm Butler's and the JJ Malcolm Butler is vastly overrated. I'm just leaving right there. Okay. Oh, I, I think so too. But but the one America good play does. ever in his career and hasn't done nothing since then. So I, I'm, I'm he's living off of it. He is. <laughs> Everybody knows who Malcolm Butler is. Like they, they know the man. So six round pick Malcolm Butler. All right, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not saying I like him. I'm just <laughs> a key highlight on the team. So I think getting those guys there who are vocal that have won Super Bowls that, and I think he's won one too. But like they can say, look, let's let's stay, let's run it for the city. You know, blah 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 blah. Um, but they do have a high ceiling. I do like that a lot. They like what is it, Michael Jordan said this. The sky, the ceiling is the floor, or whatever. The man. ceiling is the roof. The <laughs> goat. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, there, there's a lot of expectations them to do good. And I don't think Clippers on the hot seat just yet. Like they, they did a lot to get that guy out of uh, out of uh, Texas Tech. So you know, he also had a losing record at Texas Tech. He so, did, yeah. which is which kind of interesting. That's what privilege buys you, but I'm gonna just leave it there. Exactly. I don't get it. And they think because he because he uh, was he coached at Mahomes, right? 
Yeah. Like, oh, they, they, he's gonna turn someone in. I don't, I don't, I don't that, buy it. Hey, Gio, blame that blame McVeigh for all of that. They saw the league listen, saw McVeigh and they were like, We got to replicate this. Listen, somehow. when Sean McVeigh was hired, you should have seen all these people. He doesn't know how to he's not gonna be a good coach. He's too young, all this and that. And look, Sean. I mean, for granted, listen, he called the plays in Washington for three years and they were pretty good offense. But no, I know Sean McVay, this Sean McVay effect has... Look at look the who league. the Eagles have. We have Nick Sirianni now. So his, his his first press conference was okay, weird. Okay, exactly. I know, it was weird, okay? <laughs> it wasn't Dan Campbell weird, but it was weird, okay? But, but, that, he's not, from what I've seen in camp, he's not terrible. But to me, there's only one Sean McVay. It's like when John Gruden was hot. It was only one John Gruden at that young age. And, and John Gruden's still losing. And he still hasn't done nothing. He's living off that Super Bowl. He won 20, 20 I mean, years ago. Look at the Bengals. They hired, what, Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach. Yeah, exactly. Never it's called like, plays in his life. But yeah. at the same time, it's, it's foolish organizations buying into that. Like, you need to do your homework. Just because a guy is younger than McVay and you think, like, I'd rather a guy that's proven himself uh, time after time and he can be 62 years old. I don't care. Bring him in. We're going to look, look at look That's at what the Texans did. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they got to look at, look at you can, I'm going to throw baseball in there. Look at Tony LaRusso with the White Sox. Like there's a, there's a proven winner right there and 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 it, and that that works. So, I cool. think the White Sox would have been fine just But I also this is like in the baseball. Like let's, <laughs> let's also look at the lay of the land too. Uh it's a very very for the most part it's a very very young team. So having a guy who's like kind of understands everything, I get that too. So it's kind of like that homey feel that McVeigh has with all of his boys over there. So um, they they could do very very well, but I'm gonna put them at nine and eight. That's the record I'm gonna give them. I got them at nine and eight as well. I'm gonna give them an extra. I'm going ten and seven. I think finally you know, they're being take, better than the 49ers i think they take well murray over jimmy that's all i'm gonna say but i think this is the year finally arizona i think this division gets three playoff teams i do too. And I, I think the cardinals are the third one i mean the four niners could be that third team too but i think the cardinals i just like they have enough on paper i think you know as well i actually think on paper i would take the cardinals over the the seahawks only reason why I would take the Seahawks over the Cardinals is because of Russell Wilson. That's literally the only reason. To me, on paper, the Cardinals top to bottom are a way better team than the Seahawks. Uh, Jamal Adams? <laughs> From top to like I like Buda Baker. Like, yeah. You remember Buda Baker tracking down um who he tracked yeah. down last uh, year? The receiver from the Seahawks, right? Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, he, what it was Metcalf. No, but I think Metcalf had the wait, oh no, no, the Metcalf uh, tracked Buda Baker. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. That's, That's what, what it was. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Never mind. <laughs> That's why I take the Seahawks over the Cardinals. <laughs> All right. Let's jump. Uh, let's jump divisions or let's jump uh, to the AFC now. This should uh, be easy. Should be. Gonna be real easy on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the losing Super Bowl Chiefs. Key additions. They add running back Jarek McKinnon. They're gonna take a gamble there. They re-sign wide receiver Demarcus Robinson. Traded to get offensive tackle Orlando Brown, which is good. Highway robbery. <laughs> Kyle Long said, I'm going to come play. So they got him. They signed Joe Thune in, in free agency. They signed Taco Charlton. They re-signed Alex Okafor. They traded to get Mike Hughes from the Vikings. 
Key departures, Le'Veon Bell, who cares? Running back, Damian Williams. Wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. Offensive tackle and former first-round pick, Eric Fisher. Mitchell Schwartz, who was uh, turning it up, gone. Offensive guard, Kalishi Osimali. I hope I said that right. You're good. Uh, he's gone. <laughs> Defensive end, Mike Pinnell. Linebacker, Damian Wilson. And cornerback, Rashad Breeland are all gone. Now, draft picks. Linebacker Nick Bolton, center Creed Humphrey, defensive end uh, Joshua Kando, and tight end Noah Gray out of Duke. So this is a new look because right when free agency started, everyone was like, oh, they got to address the O-line. And they got rid of three starters right off the rip and then commit highway robbery, basically, like KK said. So uh, what do you guys think of this new look offensive line and pretty much the same looking team for the most part? I mean, I think the offensive line was the reason why the Bucks won the Super Bowl. I know a lot of, you know, we've, me and Rob, we've talked to a lot of Bucks people. And they're like, no, no, no. The Bucks yeah. were the one regardless. Listen, Patrick Mahomes could have been the MVP of that game strictly off of the his superhero effort that he tried to do with a decimated offensive line. So, and going into this new season, they're already ranked seventh on um, pro football focus on offensive line. Joe Thune obviously is a dog. Kyle Long is a dog. Orlando Brown, they stole him from Baltimore. How, how does Baltimore trade somebody within their conference that's that, that's that good and that, that you have to compete with to get to the Super Bowl? To me, that was foolish. But, hey, that's on Baltimore for that. Um, you know, the, the running back situation is always going to be good. They were Clyde with CEH. Clyde Edwards Hilaire and then Jerry McKinnon to me is a good uh two uh for that. Uh they got Tyreek Hill who's gonna take the top off the defense no matter what. Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Um I mean Demarcus Robinson and uh and uh McCall Hardman, they're getting they're, they're getting more time with Patrick Mahomes, who is the most talented quarterback in the league. Yeah, maybe Aaron Rodgers. I uh, got it between those two, but um I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. You know, they, they just got to take care of business, <laughs> um, keep Mahomes upright, and everything will be uh, pretty uh, pretty normal over in Kansas City. Like, they, like that's a team that, know, like, you know, you, you go into, a, into an offseason and you know what your team needs to, and you know what you need to do for your quarterback, the guy that you're paying all this money for. And they didn't waste any time and they addressed that quickly. Like, that – is what probably Aaron Rodgers is crying about and Russell Wilson is crying about and why Tom Brady didn't want to be in New England anymore. It's like, take care of your quarterback. It's pretty simple. They got him a good offensive line. That's, I mean, everything else is going to work itself out. He's Patrick Mahomes. So to me, yeah, it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a good season for the Chiefs again. Yeah, I mean, the same thing KK just said. I mean, they basically retooled the offensive line. They also got Austin Blythe, the starting what? center. Oh, Blythe, yes. So they also got another guy for a pretty good offensive line last season. So they essentially just restructured the entire one. I think Andy Reid wants to go back to running the football a little mm-hmm. bit more. I thought last season they got really pass happy, and I get it. You got Tyreek. You got all these kind of high flyers running down the field. I also hope that Miko Hardman, shout out former Bulldog, uh, can can this finally be the year, man? Because I've been waiting. He's got to mature. He's got to mature. I'm hoping he can take that big step because I think if it just doesn't work out, they might just get rid of him at the end of the season. Can I can I can I just really quickly with because you're talking about Andy Reid? 
as a formal as a former eagle, Andy Reid, I watch Andy Reid basically my whole life. I cheer for Andy Reid wherever he goes. Right. The problem with Andy Reid is that he tries to get too cute. Okay. Which is why, like you said, they're going to go back to running the football because that's what they need to do. But Andy Reid cannot stop himself sometimes. Like, and you'll see a lot of his disciples are the same way. All these other head coaches that he's put into the NFL, they're the same way. They try to get too cute. And that's what Andy Reid should have three Super Bowls by now, but he gets too cute. So that's what, Hopefully he does stick to those guns as far as wanting to run the football because that's going to obviously open it up for everything, especially with that retool offensive line. But uh, take it away. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I think I think it makes sense. We saw what happened. I mean, they didn't even use Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is like a, a shell of himself. And the offensive line just couldn't get it. So I'm hoping this season that they commit a little bit more to rushing the football, a little bit more balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the kid they drafted, Cornell Powell, I think from Clemson. I think he's kind of a speedster guy. But, I mean, listen, it's the Chiefs. They're probably going to win 13, 14 games. So, mm-hmm. for me, the defense is one of those defenses. It's kind of opportunistic. They're kind of all over the place. They're going to play good some games, and some games they're going to be really bad. So, the defense – got the honey badger back there, though. <laughs> the defense is whatever. It's all about the offense. I'm going to go right now 13-4. and four on the season for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they could be right there in it. I as well has a 13-4, and four, personally, so t- yeah, take it away here, Rob. I'll talk now and get my predictions. <laughs> uh, so running backs, um, Le'Veon Bell, like, he's just a head case. I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion that he's just a pure head case because uh, nobody wants him. Nobody wants to sign him. He went from being one of the best to just – getting a big bag and, and the, my team suckered in for that. Uh, Damian Williams, expendable. Jarek McKinnon, gamble there, but you've got two solid good running backs that know the system in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then the other Williams who, like, knows his role. He doesn't – I think it's Daryl Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's Damian and, and Daryl. Damian – Damian's gone. Out, right? Yeah, Damian's gone, and then they, I think it's to have Daryl, yeah. Daryl Williams has been there for, like, three years now, but he knows – the offense and he's he's not like a he's not you know saying I need to start type of guy like he knows his role and I think they got a running back at the end of the draft too so he could be in the mix for some touches down the line too but the retooled offensive line is sexy it looks good like you said Gio the defense it's it's hot and cold man some days are going to be good some days are going to be bad but the honey badger is always there and you know People take note of to big contracts that uh, Jamal Adams had. I'm sure, you know, he's got something to say about that coming up soon. So coming up, yeah. So, yeah, fourteen and three is what I got him at. It's it's a no brainer. You you've got everything retained on offense. Everything that they did, like people saw the chaos going on in Green Bay, and they were like, "Let's not do that. Let's keep the guy we got happy." And the best thing to do that is the offensive line. The next team did the same thing. Uh, Chargers, they went out and got protection for their for their quarterback of the future at a really good rookie year. So um, key additions, I put Chase Daniel only because he's a good vocal guy to have as a backup quarterback. He's never going to start, uh, but very good vocally. Good clipboard holder, good storyteller, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, they went and got tight end Jared Cook, who produces, and then they got center Corey Lindsley, who used to be a Packer. 
a great one at that. (laughs) Yeah. Key departures. Tyrod Taylor is gone. Tight end Hunter Henry. We didn't want to keep him. Forrest Lamp is gone. Trey Turner. Dan Feeney is gone. Mike Pouncey retired. Uh, Defensive end. uh, Melvin Ingram is gone. Linebacker Denzel Perryman, longtime charger, is gone. Linebacker Nick Vigil is gone. Cornerback Casey Hayward is gone. Now the draft picks, they got offensive tackle Rayshon Slater. Cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. The, uh, I don't want to hear about all these safeties they get because they always get hurt. Uh, wide receiver Josh Palmer and wide receiver Trey McKitty are there now. So it's kind of a new look. Um, they signed a big center. They got a big offensive tackle. Uh, they Their longtime guy, Mike Pouncey, is retired. It's a whole new look offense. It's getting younger. I'm pretty sure they're going to start pushing offensive guys like Keenan Allen out of the picture soon, maybe next year. I think Mike Williams has got one foot out the door, too. They said they didn't extend an offer to him. Uh, But the defense, in my opinion, got worse. So, I mean, talk about it. Let's talk about the new-look Chargers. Well, you know, they got some good kind of tune up that offensive line. They also got Brian Balaga, I believe, as well, uh, if he can stay healthy. Oh, yeah, last year. So – you know, this is a team with with a new first-year head coach, a new first-year coordinators on the offense and defense. But, man, that quarterback, I was completely wrong. I thought I wasn't really sold on him. You were, you were sold? I was sold. I, I, wasn't I thought he was the best sold. quarterback in college. Everybody, at that time, I'm like, yeah, this dude, is he's different. I, I like Tua, and I, I still think Tua's going to have a pretty good year. But mm. – the Chargers we'll get to that next week. <laughs> offensively with Eckler, Keaton Allen. Now, I don't love Jared Cook because he always dropping passes, but he's still a big body nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they still got pieces. You still got Derwin James there. I think this team with first-year coach uh, Staley there with the defense, I'm sure he'll kind of help out that defense who was kind of up and down last season. I think – I'm thinking nine wins for this team. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to give the Chiefs all they can handle. I, think, I still think they're about a year away from probably making a, a, a decent playoff run. But I like the additions. I like having a defensive-minded coach. I think the offense should take care of itself. Um, and it's unfortunate because the coach last year kind of started this, and he can't he can't see it all the way through now. The Mark Jackson effect. <laughs> Exactly. Though, hey, shout out to Mark Jackson. Can we get him a job, please? This dude, he can't even get an interview. He got blackballed. <laughs> he got blackballed bad. He got blackballed. But the Chargers, uh, I think they'll get to nine wins. Not enough to get to the playoffs, obviously, but enough to be very competitive uh, in the AFC. So, I, I, man, so a lot. I've had a lot of closet teams in my life, like, and but they alternate. Like some, a couple times it was Steelers, like AFC team specifically. You know, I've had I've been like a Steelers supporter back in like 20, 15 years ago. I was a bra Bengals supporter because of Chad Johnson. Uh and then LT, because of LT, I was a, I've always like had the charges in like my deep in my back pocket as like a team, like I like to see be successful. Um, uh, but this Justin Herbert kid, man. Like I, I remember watching him in college a couple of years, and I'm like, man, that dude can be the one. Like the, you could just look like I knew like I, I watched Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, Trevor Lawrence is, is the next. Peyton Manning plus this, you know, like I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy. And the same, for what I just felt the same way about Herbert and keeping him in the West Coast was like, was exactly what he needed. Cause I feel like if he would have went to any other situation that was not comfortable for him, 
he would have yeah. just kind of fizzled out and it would have sucked because I think he has so much talent. Uh, so I think this is like this is a perfect situation. Uh, the offensive line is, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty average, but I do love uh, them uh, getting Rashawn Slater. I think that was a very, very, very key uh, draft pick uh, for them. And then you got to deal with Bosa and Derwin James. Uh, you got Chris Harris. You know, he's, you know, he's a you know, yeah. he's good corner. Uh, still in the, is, you, is he still playing in the slot? I assume he's. I don't know what kind of. I don't know role. what defense they're running in uh, in L.A. But I gotta look. It's gonna be a. Th- it's probably gonna be a three four because that's what Steely run ran last year. So okay. I don't know if they were. F- they they could have been four three last year. I, I don't really remember, but. Yeah. I'll look. I'll, I gotta look into it. And then uh, Asante Samuel Jr. I love that draft pick. You know, as a, you know, I was when we when I was doing like pre draft stuff, I was looking at who we could potentially draft in Philly. And he was somebody who was on my list, so I watched a lot of stuff on him. Uh, you know, I'm never, I'm never too crazy about uh, Florida State, but they 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 give you some corners now. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely give you some Jalen Ramsey's and some and some stuff. So and some Deion Sanders and stuff. So I was like, okay, this is Asante. I mean, he's just as an Asante used to play for the Eagles, so I kind of went that legacy thing going on. But uh, so he's gonna be solid. Um, but the same way I think about the Chargers, the same way I think about the card uh, about the Cardinals, like. Their ceiling is is high, and they they could be like in a couple years. This is going to be Herbert's league, and in a couple years, Kyler Murray could very well be you know, the next thing. But I just think not yet. You know, just not not yet. Yeah. You know, luckily for the Chargers, the division is not as tough as the Cardinals' division, so they're going to buy themselves you know a lot more you know opportunities to be successful. Um, but you know. Kind of where I literally have them right where you have them. I got them with nine wins as well because I think, you know, they're good, but they're not. They're not there yet. You know, got to go. They got to just kind of yeah. grow up. They got to just grow up a little bit. Yeah. So um, looking at it, and my closet team has always been the Chargers. Man, I love Phillip Rivers. I love Ladainian Tomlinson and Tony. Phillip Rivers is my dog. <laughs> Jackson, Lorenzo Neal, Sean Merriman, uh, Sean Phillips, Antonio Gates. Antonio Bates, that entire team was like one of my favorite teams to watch when I was in like college and high school. I used to, I think I had like three of those jerseys, uh, but I've always been like a, a supporter of what the Chargers do. They're my backup team and I don't, the Jets suck. So whatever, I, I, it's a letdown every year. But the only thing I don't like that they did is they didn't address the defense. I think the defense got worse. And did Derwin James even play last year? He may have been hurt. The thing about Derwin is that he's good for like three or four games a year. Exactly. Yeah, so, he's so, been nicked up a lot. But yeah. I think, yeah, but yeah, I don't think he played too much last year. No. So for his first, this is his third season now. We haven't seen him play that much. So right out the gates, he's a wild card for me. Do I think he's a great player? Yes. But you lost cornerback Casey Hayward, who's, I think he's an all pro. I'm pretty sure he's an all pro. Um, but he's gone. Asante Samuel, yeah, he's a rookie. He's got a great resume. He's got dad's DNA in him. He's got NFL DNA in him. So like he's he's good. Can he can he make that step? I hope so. But all I hear is Derwin James, Derwin James, Derwin James, and I never see this guy play. So I mean, he's been going at it with Keaton Allen at practice. They've been. Hey, listen, and hey, you were just talking about Keaton Allen. Man. Keaton Allen is still filthy. Okay, like that dude oh, is a play, filthy man. route runner. So. He has the feet, the hands, yeah. and he just he just seems to just get open all the That's time. That's just another <laughs> dude that got to stay healthy, though. Well, they brought yeah. yeah, 
they brought two wide receivers in to possibly look at to take Mike Williams' uh, job. And I think Mike Williams is going to kind of like try and stay healthy, hopefully, and, and put up some numbers because I'm a big Mike Williams fan, but he just can't get it going in this offense. And hopefully this can light a fire into his ass and him play better. But the defense, the defense doesn't look good. You lost Melvin Ingram. You lost Denzel Perryman. You lost Nick Vigil. You lost Casey Hayward. Those are some big guys that are gone there. I mean, I know Bosa and whatever you think out of James is there, but those two guys aren't just going to do it for you. Uh, so whatever they put in there and it works, I hope. Uh, I got them at eight and nine, just one under it, because I think they can do very, very good. The offense is great, but I think what they're going to lack is the defense is, is where it's going to hurt them a lot. Uh, let's go to Las Vegas, formerly Oakland. Chucky, I, half the time of the year, I don't know what this guy is doing. Hopefully this is the year, year three might be something we know, but it, he made a lot of moves and they're all kind of sus. So you have a good running back. Let's go get another good running back. We'll get Kenyon Drake. We'll go get wide receiver John Brown, who I feel is a decent. John Brown, receiver. John Brown's my guy. <laughs> he's, he's a pretty solid receiver. Willie Sneed played with Drew Brees. He played with Jackson. Like He's got some name there, I guess. I don't know. They re-signed uh, Zay Jones. They bring back the racist Richie Incognito. They uh, sign offensive linemen. He's still playing. They, I like this one, uh, Ngakwe. They signed defensive end Ngakwe. They re-signed defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. Defensive tackle Quentin Jefferson. Defensive tackle Gerald McCoy seems to be doing well, so he's going to come play over here. I like this signing to defensive lineman Solomon Thomas. Casey Hayward is now a, a Raider and not a Charger. And then Carl Joseph has got to be, like, old as dirt now, I feel like. So, oh, no, that's Jonathan Joseph. But Carl Joseph is whatever. Key departures, Devontae Booker, Nelson Aguilar, Tyro Williams, <laughs> Jason Witten finally called it a career. We traded Trent Brown, don't know why. We traded Gabe Jackson, don't know why. And we traded Rodney Hudson, don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. Defensive end Arden Key is gone. Defensive end Takaris McKinley is gone. Vic Beasley, I didn't even know he was on that team. He's gone. Linebacker Raquan McMillan, safety Eric Harris, and defensive back LaMarcus Joyner are gone. Now, I think they drafted very well. Offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood. Safety Trayvon uh, Mulrig is there. Defensive end Malcolm Koontz. And safety Divine Diablo. <laughs> For all you people who don't speak Spanish, that's devil in Spanish. So <laughs> it's spelled wrong. Uh, I think they had a good draft. I don't know why he wanted to purge an O-line that was a pretty solid O-line. Uh, but, I mean, the defense looks better, and I think the offense just looks worse, in my opinion. So what do you what do you guys think? Yeah, you know, they they traded away some really good offensive linemen with a team that runs the football pretty heavy in that kind of West Coast power scheme. Uh, they did draft. I mean, they got that dude from Alabama, uh, Alex was Love Weatherhead. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of a mauler and a brawler and just kind of just fits that scheme. I think offensively, Carr played well in certain spots last season. Very productive. They got some young receivers kind of waiting in the wings there to kind of explode. Darren Waller, we know what we know what that dude all about. He can single handle win you a football game. That defense, though, it is so bad. I like what they did on the offseason. They got some some new pieces in there. Can they get it to work though, right? Because 
just because you sign a bunch of guys don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it just has to fit the mix. Gus Bradley is there now as defensive coordinator. So we'll see what he can do, but it's all going to be about the defense. Can they hold up? You're playing the chiefs. You're playing uh, Herbert chargers, right? So can you get enough offensively? They signed Kenyon Drake. I like that signing because Josh Jacobs has been kind of taking a big, heavy workload. He's also been nicked up the past few years every now and then. So I, I like Kenyon Drake, the offensive line, and the receiving core with Ruggs. I think second-year guy Brian Edwards kind of comes in. So I like what they have on offense, but defensively, can they put it together? I don't think defensively it's going to be enough. So in my opinion – the Raiders are probably going to be – I'll give them eight wins again, eight and nine. You're a nice I, guy. I think I'm a little – I might be a <laughs> bit high here because I'm just not sure. John Gruden can't get this defensive play. They've been drafting in the first round forever. Yeah. But they just can't get those players. But I think they're going to be able to run the football enough to get to eight wins. But I don't – this is the one prediction where I'm actually – this could win a six-win team next season. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and simple. <laughs> Derek Carr, average as they come. John Gruden, living off of one Super Bowl. He has not been successful. His best success to me was on Monday Night Football. Uh, outside of that, spider wide Banana is not working out in uh, Las Vegas. I, I do want to go to a Raiders game, though, because uh, I'm trying to go to that stadium. We got the end zone bar. I'm just trying to be out there. The Eagles play them in October, so... <laughs> That might be a stop. I'm not going to lie. Uh, in, in Vegas. Vegas is my favorite city to visit, so why not? Kenyon Drake isn't bad, but I was, I've was i never really been a huge Kenyon Drake fan, so, eh. Uh, they, they added some beef on defense, but will it be enough? Eh. And then um, their receiving core, we know what Darren Waller brings to the table, obviously. Uh, John Brown, I'm a huge fan of John Brown, actually, for whatever reason. Um Rugs, uh, I'm nervous because I'm a. I you want to talk about closet fan? I'm a loud closet fan for for Alabama. Okay, I, I'll roll the hell out of that damn tie. <laughs> good, good luck to you, son. I I, I rolled the damn tie because Nick Saban is uh, is the greatest. Can we get him to retire, please? I'm sick of this. You would guy. love that, little dog. <laughs> I am sick of Nick. He just signed an extension too. I'm just sick of this guy. Just retire, please. Yeah, and he had Ernie over. Johnson at, at the camp the other day. I was like, get out of here. This, Ernie Johnson, the Georgia Bulldog, Bro, is doing a speech at Alabama. We have not beaten Alabama since, I believe, 2007. That's hey, all you need to know since I was hey, in high keep school. Keep that street going. Roll, roll, closet fan, roll tie. Baby, <sighs> I am a little concerned about him, about Ruggs. I hope he's not a one-trick pony because I've been I've always speak highly on uh, on Alabama receivers, route running you, this, that, and the third. But I didn't see enough of him last year. You know, they they want him to be like that Tyree Hill type, just you know, but Tyree Hill, if you remember, he wasn't always this good. He started off. He was, like Jalen Ramsey said, he's a punt returner or he's a kick returner, whatever you said. But he got better as a route runner, and that's what made him elite. Um, so I think Russ just needed to just be in a lab and just work on, these, on, the, on the route running. Uh, he finally got a camp. He didn't have a camp last year, you know, with everything going on. So uh, I think he, he, he should make that jump. But to keep it short and simple, even though that wasn't that short, uh, I am not not impressed. Not impressed. I don't. I got him six wins. <laughs> I'm not even going. 
elaborate on that. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try and be quick about mine. I, I don't trust Gruden ever since he came out on Monday Night Football and they were like, you but you gutted this team. You traded it, uh, you know, your star player in Khalil Mack. And they were like, yeah, we're playing the Bears this weekend. That guy's really good. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you traded him. Like, what the fuck, man? And he's been chasing for a pass rusher ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's like, wow, Khalil Mack, that guy's good. They were like, but you traded him. All right, anyways. Um, Kenyon Drake, he's always hurt too. So now you've got a hurt running back to back up another hurt running back. So it's just a big hurt family there. <laughs> uh, the wide receivers, they got a lot of faith in Rugs and Edwards. They keep talking this guy Edwards up so much. And uh, what's the white boy that only plays slot? Because that's uh, what the white boy is. I, I, I know you're uh, It's Fred on the tip of my tongue. Uh, ah. The kid from Clemson, regardless. Oh, um... The, yeah, oh, little, let me ask my. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> let, me, let me ask my guy. He a white, and he ain't gonna cook you like Scotty Miller's gonna cook you. But anyways, they're talking about uh those guys as being the focal point of the offense. But you obviously bring in a John Brown and a Willie Sneed type of player to kind of coach them, to mentor them, blah 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 blah. Uh, the O line, it's it's sus to me. Alex Otherwood is good, but that's we don't know. It's a, it's not a gimme yet. The D-line looks amazing. It's a good D-line. The secondary looks kind of solid, too. Carl Joseph has been a Raider before. Casey Hayward is now there. And then you throw in uh, Trayvon Mohig there. I mean, and, and then whatever you're going to get out of Divine Diablo is going to look good. But the linebacking core, you're just going to be able to throw at him all day. So I got him at, I got him at 7 and 10. And that's me being generous of giving him one more win. I'll give him another win and Marcus Mariota starts because to me, Marcus Mariota at least has a, something else he can offer. Dude, Derek Carr played pretty, pretty decent <laughs> though. Derek Carr is that bad as, average, as average as they come. Okay, I like Derek Carr too, but like he's been given every opportunity to do better, and it's just subpar. They got it's Nathan subpar. Peterman in their quarterback room, the worst quarterback in the history of NFL. Colin Kaepernick can't even get a job. Come on, they got Nathan Peterman as a third string quarterback. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> All right, let's let's break down the last team, and they're they're kind of an exciting young one to come up here. So, the Denver Broncos got nobody knows what's going on at quarterback. That's their biggest flaw, in my opinion. So you went and traded to get Teddy Bridgewater. The bad for the guy. Offensive tackle Cameron Fleming, resigned Shelby Harris, cornerback Ronald Darby, cornerback Kyle Fuller, safety Kareem Jackson, and then you franchise and sign safety Justin Simmons. Now, your key departures, Mr. Denver football running back Phillip Lindsay is gone. Wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton is gone. Offensive tackle DeMar Dodson is gone. Defensive end Demarcus Walker. Defensive tackle Jarrell Casey and A.J. Bouye is gone. Now, your draft picks are really, really sexy. I'll give it that. You went and got quarterback Patrick Sertain. You got running back Javante Williams. Thank you, Jets, for letting me down there. You got center Quinn Quinn. Miners, and then you got linebacker Baron Browning. So, and you've got uh, Von Miller coming back from his injury. So, Von's ready to wreak havoc. Uh, he went through his whole little thing on Instagram with his badass chick, where he was just going ape shit on that and catching a charge with that. But I think that's all steamrolled out. They're about to have a baby, so Von's head is in the game. So, my biggest issue with the Broncos is the quarterback situation. Is it going to be Locke? Is it going to be Bridgewater, who looks comfortable every preseason and every game he fills in, but then when it comes down to shine, he's just like, 
a deer in the headlights. So spit it on the Broncos, someone. Uh, those Broncos seeing a quarterback. Uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, I think uh, Vanjo said, oh, it's a pretty close competition. I, as a fan, if you were of Broncos, that's not what you want to hear. Like, that's not good. I know they wanted Aaron Rodgers, but does it look like that's going to happen? I like this. The offense has talent. I mean, Cortland Sutton comes back from injury. Jerry Judy can run the route tree as good as anyone mm. in the league. Noah Fan is there. We got KJ Hamler, the offensive line should be better from a year ago. So it's all about the quarterback. As A-Rod said, who are they going to start? Drew Locke, dude, there were games where he didn't do nothing. And then the fourth quarter, up to like three touchdowns. He's like, just so up and down. I will say, though, for Teddy, he didn't have Christian McCaffrey last season. And for what it was worth, he played okay in Carolina. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Robbie Anderson had like over 1,000 yards. But defensively, I love this defense. And Sertan, he had a pick six uh, in that preseason game. I'm so jealous. Coming back, <laughs> and you know, they also got what I think Ronald Darby is Darby. coming from that football team, Kyle Fuller from the Bears. This defense, if they just have a quarterback, be very, very interesting. And Javante Williams, I think, will take Melvin Gordon's job sometime this season. But the quarterback, this is what it settles for me. I'm gonna go with seven wins. I love this defense, and they're gonna be in some games. I just think the inexperience of the quarterback position is going to be a big letdown. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with seven, but I could definitely see eight and probably the high point would be nine uh, wins for them. But I'm going to go with seven. I as well have them at seven. Could see eight. Shit, maybe even nine, but I'm going to keep them at seven. Um, you know how like the Bucks, all they needed was a Tom Brady and they won a Super Bowl. All the Broncos need, like, remember back in the day, all they needed was a Peyton Manning and they won the Super Bowl? Yeah. All the Broncos need is Aaron Rodgers to come up off that contract and go play for the Broncos, and they'll be in the Super Bowl like that. That team is, like, the offensive line needs to improve a little bit. Um, You know, they kind of addressed it, but, you know, we'll see. Um, But they got weapons galore uh, on the on, on outside, and they got no offense. You know, the running game is going to be solid. Um, But... And and then you know Melvin Gordon, yeah Melvin Gordon, Royce Freeman, and my problem is the quarterback. You know the defense is going to be great. You know they're going to be well, they're going to be above average. Okay, yeah. Um, but the, like Teddy, and I like, and I feel bad for Teddy because I like Teddy a lot. But you know, you know, the dude blew out his you know his his leg, and he I mean he went to the Saints and he was what five and one or six and zero. Oh. Uh, when he had to, when he had to start, so the talent is there. He went five and eleven last year with Carolina, the talent with a brand new team with no C Mac. The talent is there, but um, he has a ceiling. It's like the Alex, my thing I have with Alex Smith, and the same thing I have with Garoppolo, and a lot of these guys, they got a ceiling and they're already there, and there's there's nothing like there's no more that they're going to be able to go like, and that's that's kind of where they are with him. And then Drew Lock, I like. Um, but to me, he's not a leader. Um, so if he has to be the guy at the helm, I don't think he has enough of the intangibles to like win them those extra games. But the defense alone will win them seven games. Uh, could possibly sneak in an eighth. But you know, I got. I think to me they're better than the Raiders. So I'll I'll, I'll put him a game ahead of the Raiders and put him at seven and ten with an eighth as a possibility, depending on how I'm feeling in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I, I got the same record as you guys, seven and ten. Um, it's a it's an entirely young team. 
And it's a really, really good young team that they put together drafting, all of that. Like they, they get the steals in the draft all the time. Like there's no reason Sertain shouldn't have been the first cornerback off the board, but for some reason that Wahoo in Carolina wanted horn. So, <laughs> took so I just, it, it all comes down to the quarterback. I mean, uh, Javonta Williams is going to leap for, they always get running backs. They draft running backs and it's just like a carousel of running backs there. Melvin Gordon's got a DUI case that I'm sure is a headache for the team and it's a distraction. I'm pretty sure Javonta Williams will leapfrog him at some time or they'll move him or cut him, whatever. Um, <clears throat> quarterback is just it. Just because uh, Drew Locke listens to future, like, I don't care. Teddy Bridgewater, I feel bad for because, like you say, blew out his knee. Uh, then he went to the Saints and balled out, but he had a great offense and defense. Just plug him in. Then he went to the Jets where we got some value for him and didn't do anything. And then he went to a team in Carolina where he could have been successful. But like you said, they had no Christian McCaffrey for him to excel with and an absolutely horrendous defense, which now is a sexy defense. So it's, it's, there's just a lot of questionable things. I, I think with these Broncos, I think the most wins you could get would be 10 if, if Bridgewater starts. You could get 10 wins. I could see it. I think he's a good manager and I think the offense is really fun and appealing and the defense is that good but I, I just they're young and dumb and I think seven and ten is just a good number to leave it at highest being nine or ten wins but seven seven ten and, it, and the crazy thing about them it's de it's definitely attainable like it's it's not they can't get there I just feel like if it's Drew he's definitely not going to get there because he's just not and then like he mentally is not as good and then Teddy Bridgewater physically is not as good. So it's like they, yeah. they combine powers. They could probably be <laughs> 10 and 7. But and I think if Vic Vanjo has another losing season, I, uh, I'm i assuming he's probably done. Yeah. I yeah. don't see him. That's a hot seat. Here. That's a hot seat, Karen. Yeah. And, I, and, and also, Teddy, like if, if Aaron Rodgers does leave Green Bay and goes to the Broncos, just retire, bro, because like nothing's good for you. Like you can't get it. Like no one has faith in you. Just there's nothing wrong with being a career backup. Listen, you know who's like, gonna be the next, the next uh, uh, Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew. I cannot wait for him to be a, a backup quarterback for the rest of his career, but like, but like a Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of backup quarterback. Just be on the lookout for that, guys. Just be on oh, the yeah. lookout. <laughs> man, Fitzpatrick, he played for the Rams too back in the day. Bro, he's he played, played for everybody. everybody. <laughs> he's a, he's. He's a, you know, he's a woman of the night. <laughs> you know, he's made a pretty good living, too, because he's he has a pretty good, some decent contracts. Tony, that's the best job in the world, man. Just be the backup quarterback that everyone likes. <laughs> You're going to be on the team. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now coming into the show, we do a fun segment all the time. So the one that KK and I came up with was since the NFL wants to be a no fun game, penalties for having fun for celebrations on the defense, on the offense and the score. Uh, we decided to take some of our favorite touchdown sacks, et cetera, celebrations from the NFL. So I got a few. I'm pretty sure, like, we'll cross paths with all the ones that we can think of. Um, who wants just to start? Spit, spitball, bro. Just, just let them all out. I mean, Victor Cruz. I mean. Victor Cruz is on my list. He's definitely one. The salsa dance. The I love salsa him. dancing, bro. That got old. I'm his I'm his. That got bro, I mean, he, he was one of the first people. I think he was the first one that I remember. Have you not watched Chad Johnson? He was the first one to salsa Chad dance Johnson on the dance. Right, right, you're right. You're right. Chad, Chad was Chad, ahead of his time. Chad <laughs> had a whole bunch of different celebrations, though. So Chad's definitely like my wild card on there. 
I just put Chad Johnson. Anything that he did was very entertaining. How about Sean Merriman when he used to sack? Lights That's out. Number one. That out, that, that lights out was. I used to I used to try to do I used to do that in the mirror, and uh, it never looked as cool. So I never actually brought it outside the bedroom. But I'm like, this doesn't look cool. But uh, yeah, I like the lights out. I like the lights out. Deion Sanders prime time. Prime time. Got to put that one there. Uh, how, about, how about the Arian Foster when he would score? He would put his hands like oh, this. Oh, the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah, different. A little bit. <laughs> he was big in the anime. I think that was the reason why he would do that. I think That's I remember. Yeah, Just he, like uh, your boy Jamal Williams. <laughs> that dude's crazy, and he's in a good spot, so we'll leave him there. Uh, Jamal Anderson, Dirty Bird. That was a big one that was taken the late 90s by surprise. And I think they're like replicating it again in, in Atlanta even though they don't score a lot of touchdowns. Kyle Pitts will score a lot, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one I got on my list, since we pretty much said them all, was uh, was Cam Newton Superman. That's oh, yeah. One of the ones is just... So Cam's my favorite football player in the league. Well, not anymore, but like for a while, Cam was my favorite football player. So the Superman resonated heavy with me. But my two favorite receivers of all time, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson and Terrell Owens, anything that they did was did right. When, when my boy ran onto that star... And flexed on them. I loved it. I loved everything about it. <laughs> How about the Randy Moss moon? The moon? Playing against the Packers. Monday Night Football? That I was, was like, man, Randy, you got some balls, bro. Like, damn. Wait, was that a playoff game? Was it? Was it a wild card? I think it was I a wild think, card. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was. a... Dante Culpepper, right? I think yeah. that's... Uh, oh, man, what that's... about the Dante Culpepper? Get your roll on. Oh, yeah. Get your roll on. So, yeah, yeah I mean, this, uh, Ray Lewis, his little... Uh, his little entrance. Oh yeah, eating the grass, throwing it in the air. Dude, I think you call it the squirrel or whatever. <laughs> now this is good. I hope. I hope that I think you know it's the preseason. I think you know they're gonna just flag everything. But once the season start and everyone's complaining on social media and they get a lot of pressure from everybody, they, they're gonna chill out with all that stuff. Oh, one last one. Uh, the Heisman pose. Uh, was it Ron Howard or the the guy from the Packers who would score and he would always do the Heisman pose? Who was doing the Heisman? Um, he he played for the Packers and he was like a, but he was like mainly a kick return dude. I can see it in my head. But I don't he's on ESPN. He, he oh, uh, he's on College Game Day. Yeah. Um, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Jeez, I, last name Howard. Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Howard. blue. Yeah. Yeah, go yeah. blue, man. That's what Play we Matthews do with the sack thing that he used to do with the arms out. What was another? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was. I cool. just try to think of consistent ones, not just one timers like the like the the Terrell Owens. You didn't know what you was gonna get out Terrell Owens. I loved it. Get your popcorn ready. With the Von with Miller, the Von Miller got his antics too. I like Von Miller's little sack celebration. I like Von's too. Like Von's Von, probably like my favorite defensive player. So, but right. Are they allowed to do? Are, are they allowed to do first down? Like do the signal first down, but if they're hovering over somebody and they say first down, is that going to be a flag? De- depends on if the you know if the referee got laid the night before. I guess we'll we'll find Jeez. out. Yeah, I think you have to be careful if, if someone's around you. You know what I mean? Like if you're like pointing, like if someone's like on the floor and you're, and you're like this and stuff. Get out of here. I think the player positioning and where they're at may determine. Like, if you just run off and, like, do it, I think you'll be fine. I got to make a conscious effort in the middle of a damn high-pressure football game to run away from the guy that I just caught this pass on to say first down or I'm getting flagged 15. I'm going to be pissed, bro. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, they're going to start uh, recruiting out of the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts next. So, um, yay. <laughs> 
All right, so that's the show. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Gio, appreciate you jumping on, man. Gio, plug plug everything that they the listeners should know about you and your podcast and everything. Hey, when are we gonna see Rudy? That's a good question. I have a podcast with Rudy tomorrow. I'll let him know. So he's at Sweep the League on Twitter. I'm at Coach G I O O. So there's two O's there. I'm mostly on Twitter. I'm not really on Facebook or not really on Instagram either. So what catch me on Twitter. Nah, bro. You know what? <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually logged into my MySpace about a year ago. I'm like, yo, this is like. They got to make a movie about Tom. Like, forget yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Yo, yo, Make Tom. a movie about Tom. <laughs> Bro, Tom sold the company at the right time. Dude. He got a ton of money. But, yeah, I'm Coach G-O-O-O on uh, Twitter. And um, that's where you can find me tweeting about just random stuff. Oh, and really quickly, what you think about your Spurs? Is, uh, you know, you guys lost some some key players in DeMar DeRozan and Patty Mills. What you think about your Spurs next year? Listen, man, I've come to the close the past few years. I'm in the mindset we're not going to be very good. Okay. So okay. to be honest with you, I'm I'm trusting the process, as <laughs> the 76ers used to say. Uh, they got some good young talent. Uh, I'm just hoping we can kind of put together, but the Spurs are going to be in the slumps the next. You think Popovich lost his touch? Uh, he is stuck in the past a bit, the team game. But to, to be honest with you, you need that bona fide superstar, and we haven't had it since Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. left us kind of high and dry. I mean, listen, DeMar's great and all, but it's just... Not, to not, he, you're not that guy, buddy. You're not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's he, he's not that guy. But as a Spurs fan, listen, we got five championships. I'm spoiled. I'm okay with the losing. I just need the Rams and the Georgia Bulldogs to finally beat Alabama, and I think I'll be all right. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> not even gold medal is Keldon Johnson, man. Ooh. Oh, hey, there hey, we go. Kelvin's a good. Hey, they're gonna have some good young players. They got this kid Trey Jones got like thirty something points in a summer league. They're gonna have talent, but you know how the NBA is, man. It's a long season, and when you got yeah. a young team like that, you're gonna you're gonna be in for it. So, and we don't have too many veterans either, really. On this, no, team. you don't. <laughs> Just a bunch of young dudes, and we signed what McDermott and Zach Co- and Zach Collins. So we have money. We just couldn't get anybody to sign with us. So. It's going to be a long season. Was, I, we won't be worse than the Magic, though. I'll tell you that. The Magic going to be solid next year. <laughs> Magic oh, yeah? Gonna be solid. Yeah, they are. Right. They got a lot of young guys, bro. They got a lot of young guys. All right, we'll see. A lot see. of young talent. White boys just shoot the three in my book, so we got McDermott. So, All right, so wrapping up the show, Twitter, at fair underscore weather pod, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the fair weather podcast. You can search there to find us. And wherever you subscribe or listen to podcasts, we are available there as well. Boys, a lot of fun today. I got nothing else to add. Peace out. Gio, thank you for coming by.